Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Luke. I'm the Source Fine Asia marketing intern coming at you with another one, as Rico loves to say, and another episode of the Made in China podcast. So this weekend, we are changing it up a little bit. Rico will be back with another episode next week. But this week, I had the opportunity to interview Global Friendships. So for those of you who don't know, I had the opportunity to go to China at the beginning of July to intern for Rico and work out of their head office in Guangzhou, China. And I had never been to Asia, let alone Guangzhou before. So before leaving, I did my time and did a lot of research into events, services that were happening in Guangzhou that I could do while I was there. Because apart from Rico, I didn't, I, I wouldn't know too many other people. So it wasn't until I got to Guangzhou that I went to one of the Global Friendship events. I heard from them through, you know, Rico telling me I should, I should go to one of the events. So I ended up going and it was a great event. It was a kind of get together over an Egyptian meal, meeting different community members, locals, expats, and also meeting the organizers who were Rochelle and Fabiola. And it was only at the dinner that I realized that they were actually from my hometown too. And we kind of bonded over that too. But I also really got to learn about their organization and what they offer. And what they do offer is a community organization that really tries to connect the locals and expats to offer different workshops, services, and just a support system while you're in a different city. Because coming to, you know, as an expat or being in such a big city like Guangzhou, having that sense of community is just so important. So without any further ado, I'll let them explain a bit more what they're all about and what they try to bring to the table. So I hope you listen to the episode and enjoy. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Welcome back to um, the YouTube channel again and the Source Financial YouTube channel. I'm not the host. I am the intern taking over Rico's duties. But as he always says, um, he's the host of the Made in China podcast and the host of the um, Source Financial YouTube channel. And uh, we're joined here by Fabiola and Rachel of Global Friendships. Rochelle. Rochelle, sorry. <laughs> Um, Rochelle Global Friendships and um, yeah we're I guess I came first across um, when I was I learned about Guangzhou and coming here mm -hmm. I had looked into you know expat communities mm. and organizations that kind of help with that kind of thing and I mm. actually came across your organization through you know several different Facebook groups mm. and then when I got here um, I, I knew about you guys, but then Rico told me about you guys. So, um, I ended up coming to one of your events and meeting mm -hmm, you guys and yeah. kind of learning about what you do that way. Yeah. But maybe you can start off by telling me when you meet someone in a social setting outside of China or um, Asia, what do you tell them what you do? Like how right. do you explain what you do? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. 
Uh, who wants to I could jump okay. in. So we would really, um, what I would say is just that if you are looking for a community that connects with the locals as well as other foreigners in a, in a city, so cross-cultural communication, multicultural and diverse, and that's what you would get with us. So it's a lot of uh, social events and workshops and providing services. So it's a lot of fun, but also about making your life in China um, manageable and better so you feel good about, you know, your stay and living mm-hmm. in a foreign land when you don't have your family or friends with you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely say it's like, it's, I think we are actually a very different group. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely started with not um, trying to aim for like, oh, we want to be like that group. It was literally us coming from Canada and feeling like there's something missing here. Yeah. And and the missing was there was event there were events going on, right? But there were not events going on that like when you're here as an expert, how do we how are we living here and how do we grow here? And that is I think I think GF provides that because that is like why we started GF because we wanted to continue to grow in China. We didn't want to stay in a teacher's bubble or in a foreign bubble or in a Canadian bubble, you know? Um, And we just wanted to continue to like seek the opportunities. And I think with GF, you can get those opportunities because we just keep growing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, so take me back, like, how did you guys come to China and how did you guys meet mm. and come up with the concept mm. of Global Friendship? Right. And I guess I'll talk a little bit more about that because it was like, I've been here seven years mm-hmm. and Rochelle four and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I came here initially with my, at the time, not my husband, but like I came together with my partner. Yeah. And um, we literally came for a year and we're just like, let's see just an adventure kind of thing. And then being here and seeing that there's opportunities. um, Then I told Rochelle and I was like, you need to come. Like, it's so good. I wish like a lot of my good friends, like more good friends came, you know, but Rochelle actually took, took it on. She was, she wanted to go to Costa Rica. I burnt out. I'm like a social worker back home. So I was working with homeless and at risk Mm. youth for two and a half years after graduating and I just, I burnt out, mm. wasn't really happy, and I wanted a change. I wanted to just do something for a little bit of a, like, travel, get mm. away. And yeah, it was Central America, I was eyeing for a bit, but Fabs was very pushy about China. I wasn't sure why. But I went, and I loved it. And originally, it was supposed to be six months. Yeah. And I think this is a story for many foreigners that come. Yeah. It's like, only this much, yeah. and stay longer. And it's been, yeah, four and a half years of living here yeah and she even yeah. like came and had gotten like she had been yeah. accepted to her master's yeah. but she came she's like i'm just gonna do it for six months right. I'm like all right she comes and then it's like Love literally it. we always say like the first six months is when you're adjusting yeah and then yeah. after that six months when you actually start to yeah. love china yeah. um and so then she literally like yes. deferred it. Yeah. Right? So I it. got into McGill and they allowed me to defer. And so I stayed a year and a half and left to do my master's mm. and then I came straight back. So it's four and a half years, but not consistently. But it's, I'm happy to have left to continue pursuing my goals and then coming back and doing additional with more education and more 
um, expertise to contribute. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Global Friendship started five years ago. Five so it was before ago. Rochelle left. Yeah. Wow. So it was the first. So actually, literally, like if you talk about literally how it happened, yeah. it was we were we all lived together. So Rochelle, me, and and my husband, and we lived in Bayoun at the time. Okay. And we had this nice house and everything. We used to have a lot of people always coming over. Yeah. We used to play a lot of TED Talks or, like, videos. And, I, like, we were just always playing videos. And one of these nights, actually, we, my husband's uh, family had come. Okay. And so they were in the kitchen, like, dining room. Yeah. I remember. I definitely yeah. remember, like, they were just talking in Polish, whatever. I was preparing for my lesson for, like, the next day. And it was about art. And um, I put on a TED talk because we used to watch TED, yeah. and one and like this one was can art change the world? Okay. And literally we watched it, and it was like uh, Jr. is a French graffiti artist, and he was just like, "You can do it too. You can do it in your community." And like, they were like, "Yes, we can." Yeah. And so <laughs> we basically right after that TED talk, we're just like. Yeah, yeah, like we can create something, like because we had created a community, right? Without knowing we had created, yeah, right. you know, like yeah. like especially Wukesh and I who had been here for like two years before you had, mm-hmm. and then I had brought my cousin as well. There was another chick from Ottawa that we had brought, mm-hmm. and like it was like, damn, we're really connecting people, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then our house was kind of a hostel. Yeah. We would come in and out. Um, and so with this TED Talk was just like, how do we organize it? How do we like mm-hmm. put actually a title to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, we're global friends, we're global friendship. Mm-hmm. And then Rochelle wrote, which I think it's, that is the statement. But yeah. basically she wrote like a statement about global friendship. Right. Like, Despite we, borders yes. or, or boundaries mm. or countries or nationalities, like mm. we all want love and respect, and we're here in Guangzhou, mm. and d- like those things don't matter. It's just like that human connection and that support. Mm. And really, it, like it came from a TED talk, mm. and from there, it was like initially arts, like taking a black and white mm. portrait. Yeah. So the, yeah, the TED talk is take a black and white portrait of something you are celebrating in your community or wanted to mm. bring awareness about. And we wanted to celebrate global friends, mm-hmm. multiculturalism in China, yeah. that mm-hmm. you um, that connection. And so what you would do based on the TED Talk is post these photos of people that also believe in it mm-hmm. somewhere in your community, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that. So we made yeah. t-shirts uh, with black and white portraits. Yeah, it was like mobile, mobile art. Right. Because everybody had their own t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um and back then, honestly, there were not a lot of groups in Guangzhou of, like, internationalism and, like, exchanging and stuff. And I think, I, I don't want to, like, say that we are the ones who started that, but I think with a community feel, yeah, then other things start to come out. Yeah. And I think with, with Rochelle and I, it's like, we always understood community. Mm-hmm. We're not... We're not just saying community because that's the word to say. Mm-hmm. It's like our backgrounds, what we did in Canada yeah. was always community. Mm-hmm. And we understand when there's a community fair. Mm-hmm. We understand when like you get together, more things can happen. If you want change, you need to be together and strive for that 
you know, goal, right? It can't be working against each other, especially when you're doing causes that are not bringing money, yeah. right? Yeah. Why the fuck are you working against each other? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think we always understood that from the beginning. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> it isn't like buzzwords or trending words, mm-hmm. but we do, like, it's, I think in our DNA in terms of, like, perhaps mm. criminology, and I did social work and just work we were doing back home and just bringing that, and also just being Canadian and, and mm. appreciating diversity and that collective um, mentality, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. are values that we use and like utilize yeah, in GF and definitely. with our partner Patrick, who's also local, but, but has similar it. values. And together, collectively, we've been able to to create that through the platform. And actually, that has helped a lot being Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because as a Canadian, like, I remember we introduced one time we were at an event an event yeah. and we were like gf and being more, like diverse like you can see our core about number one is diversity yeah. like <laughs> is actually the most important thing for us because we're not here to just be like this is a group for expats or this is a group to meet an other expats or this is a group to just meet foreigner uh locals you know it's like it should be continuously mm-hmm. vice versa yeah 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 and um I really believe that that diversity comes from Canada. Okay. Like if we were mm-hmm. not raised or born in Canada, like I don't think we would have understood what diversity means, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was asked before, like, oh, because we presented one time, like our presentation about GF and like core values and why diversity. Mm-hmm. And then one of our friends like, why did you bring up Canada? Like it has nothing to do with it. I was like... <laughs> I really do, like, if I'm being transparent, which is another yeah, core right. value, yes, um, it really has to do a lot about that. Because with being diverse, it's like you have to always continuously be open. Yeah. And being open to us has always helped yeah. GF continue okay. to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know we talked about this before, but mm. um, you guys don't, you guys are actually running global friendship as a business right? Mm, right so maybe talk to me about that and talk to me about that process and how it's been mm-hmm. and i remember talking to you earlier like coming to the realization like oh we need right to yes right. yes right. so maybe walk me through that process yeah, and yeah, how you yeah. About to, to running it as a business yeah, yeah yeah that's how actually like patrick has been influential a lot in shifting mm. our mindset into more like business more sustainable long term. Okay. So Patrick is local, he's Cantonese. Um and we met him in terms of GF time like third year. Well you met him third year wise away. Second year. Second year. And then third year more so like when I came back yeah. kind of working together. Mm-hmm. Um and he just helped to um bring in the tools and the like thinking of making it more long-term. So mm-hmm. he introduced that what we're doing is great. Mm-hmm. What we've created is great. It's this platform, but how can we keep this sustainable? Mm-hmm. So he suggested membership, like not just letting or doing this for free or like letting and just sharing our contacts and resources, yeah. but how about we have members and those members can access these services and people can have access to these contacts. So we, we have membership um, for Global Friendship. 
to a year or three months. Mm. And um, what did you want to say? Now, I wanted to say that, like, when we started this, there, there was no business aspect to right. it. Yeah. Like, so I think that's important when you're talking yeah. about an entrepreneurship story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, as we've mentioned, our education was very much about uh, giving back to the community, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that is what we were educated to do. Right. And we always just knew like, if you get into this organization, get into this company, you're going to get paid, right? Right. And, um, and then coming to China and realizing like that, that stays, I mean, education, but then before education, it's your interest. It's like, what do you lo- like? What is it that you actually like to do? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that is why we, we study what we study. Right. I, I mean, we choose it when we're 17, 18 years old. Cause it's because of our hobbies or whatever. And like, those were our hobbies. We literally liked to volunteer mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, um, communicate with people in the community and just like, and so when we came to China, we we're just teaching and getting a decent, you know, paycheck and whatever. But it was like, but there's still a lot missing of like, what else can we do? We have more skills to give, right? right. But never ever does the social work field or does the giving back to the community ever teach you about business? Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't. And so coming to China, we had to learn it all by ourselves. And with Patrick, who is a local, but also had never had his own company, but he just saw like our passion and like we were doing shit just to do it. And then, but then it's so important to understand you cannot just keep giving and giving because that is also not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Right? And I think it's so important for people out there to understand that, like, if you want to be social, especially social entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because there's entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and there are social entrepreneurs who want to work for a cause. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, we don't have one primary cause. I would say, Mm -hmm. but collectively with our members, we can reach so many causes, women causes, environment causes, poverty, et cetera, et cetera. But together we can do that Mm -hmm. as a community, Mm -hmm. not just where Shaw and I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's so important to like, know like what, like how to do it, but also understand the business aspect because it can't be sustainable. And then charities like, compete against each other and funding, funding, funding this. Right. It's like, how are we working together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess now the business, uh, it's it considered a business. Yes. Because your members pay every, exactly. Every month. Yes. And then you get access to yes. the services. And our events, right. you pay to the event. Right. If you're a member, it's, it's a member benefit price. Right. Yeah. And and we also like people to know that we are not a charity. Yeah. Because, um, like, honestly, I'm even, I'm not against charities, but it's just, like, you have to think sustainability. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So how has it been um, for you two being female entrepreneurs in China and in mm-hmm. the in the space that it is Guangzhou. Right. Um, for me, like even just calling at the beginning myself an entrepreneur was, uh, again, just not my in 
something I would ascribe to you or something. She walked I, out the first time. Like can I when I, I know, but like, sorry, but I, just, no, I would say my. Okay, sorry. you're gonna say yeah. Okay. No, so no, just being Canadian, like in Canada, like social work, you know, helping like Bob's just saying charity, and like being an entrepreneur was never on the radar. Yeah. So yeah, given that opportunity with Patrick when he suggested and pretty much pitched, let's mm. make this into a business. Mm-hmm. I was not like it wasn't really sinking in with me. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. social worker rejecting. <laughs> That's not. I me. help people I because I want to. Like, I just didn't know how to do that. So I was against it. I was re- um, resistant. But yeah, Fab's like, let's try this. Like, why not? Like, we've come this far to just walk away or just doing it out of passion isn't also good for your energy. You don't have... That's why I left Canada. I did something because I love it. Mm. And then I burnt out. So mm. um, for me, being an entrepreneur in China has been exciting um, has been rewarding. It's difficult, I think, because it just resources or just being able to connect with other women, especially in the mm. service industry. So there's not so many people are doing products, mm. but there's not so many service providers. So there's a few of us, at least in Guangzhou, that we talk to and mm. vent, which is important. Mm. Um, for myself, a woman of color as an entrepreneur mm. is limited like there are others around China that I connect with and speak to but it's not something I would see in Canada so it's very Mm. exciting being here and seeing again diverse people ethnicities entrepreneurs female male and um, it's nice to have that network of women and that network of people of color from many different countries like just inspiring for me um, being here because that isn't what I know, but I've mm. learned to develop and take pride in what we've created and how I'm contributing to to Guangzhou, to southern China. So for me, the challenge is being able to balance and just learning and being able to hold that identity. That's yeah. more a personal, mm-hmm. but I've had like having a team as opposed to being a single entrepreneur has been very uh, helpful for me and uh, like Patrick and Fabs have been super supportive and pushing you know when they have to um you know coddling when they need to and yeah. it's been nice I for me it's been a really good experience and what about for you I think yeah she pretty much yeah. summed it up and yeah I think definitely um we're both from Ottawa yeah so our aspirations in Ottawa are usually to be like get in the government, you know, do that thing. And there's never, I mean, I was never taught to like, as immigrants too, like Mm -hmm. I'm first generation, like immigrant child. And it was always like, go to school and then life will be better for you. Yeah. Um, And so, and then being in Ottawa is just like, okay. And then you go to school and it's like, just go to the government or just be a lawyer. Just, and then, Coming here, realizing, like, oh, oh, my gosh, there's, like, Mexicans who are younger than me, and they're entrepreneurs. Nigerians, Nepalese. and I mean, that's fucking inspiring because we always hear one story. We hear, the, we hear about the Americans, the British in Europe. But when you start to hear people that haven't had the opportunities that we had as Canadians, and they're making it here in China... Yeah. Like, that's fucking inspiring. And that inspired me, you know? That gave me strength. And and I was like, 
yeah, and and then as a woman, and then I don't know. I'm I'm like sometimes my words, you know. I'm like I'm not black, so yeah, it's not as hard. <laughs> but I'm st- like I've been told like, oh, you're not so pretty because now you're you know darker or whatever. It's just like at the end of the day when you like shave off all those you know labels or whatever if you really want to do it if you're working towards that in china right now there's opportunity and like we saw that yeah and we saw that with we don't have a product we don't have uh, a t-shirt that is like fucking buy this t-shirt or or go on this i don't know like go to this restaurant yeah. But we have a product of community, like our service is about community, right? Which is so new in a sense that it's not about like, let's just meet together and let's make friends. It's like, we want to go deep. We want to go to the, like Rashad has so master of social work in here, in the office. <laughs> and like so many other things that we're bringing into this community. Because yeah. we, this is what we like... First, like, yeah, we were educated in this, but this is, these are our passions and interests and we're bringing it here. It's not easy, mm-hmm. yeah. but we're so much willing to see what happens with right. it. And I think just to go back to uh, your question about challenges, mm-hmm. I think just highlighting that it is hard. It's mm-hmm. not easy, <laughs> but uh, like having or being, joining Global Friendship as a member and contributing what you have, like your strengths, um, will allow this to grow for everybody. So mm-hmm. it's really like the win-win has always been um, how we do business with other partners, mm-hmm. how we want people to think. Like, we can all benefit. It doesn't have to be I gain, you don't gain. Mm-hmm. That's one zero. It should be one one. How can we both benefit? Mm-hmm. So we really do, like, our mission is building connection, meaningful connections together and we want our members and we want the entrepreneurs in the community to contribute. So mm. every, so it grows as a collective. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what have been some of your proudest like entrepreneurial moments or some of the highlights of Global Friendships up till now? Mm. I would say one of them is like, no, like for like going to another city yeah. when we didn't know anybody, mm. and it's taken us a year to actually like mm-hmm. like make connections mm-hmm. and and um, show what GF is about, and that has been honestly when I go, for example, right now when I go to Shenzhen and I come back, I'm like, I feel it. I feel like GF is there, you know. Yeah. Whereas when we're here, sometimes and like the daily hustle or like everything like you kind of don't feel it and maybe sometimes we might even feel like because it's just here then we don't get that uh i don't want to sound like but it's like you don't feel like you're actually making so much of a difference because we've already been here but when you're in a new city and we're like Mm -hmm. yes like i need insurance Mm -hmm. or yes i need like that community support or i want to volunteer and it's like we're here and we're providing you these opportunities. Okay. That makes us feel, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. that, that really makes me feel like, like we we're breaking through. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that, especially uh, going to a second mm-hmm. city and being able to, 
see people or they've heard of us, mm. like reinforces that at least it's working. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any one single moment. I think mm. for me, there's a lot of small little um, victories. Yeah. Like one being like having, we had a coach, like a business coach, Susanna, mm-hmm. and she helped us kind of solidify and clarify like our values. Like, what does that even mean as a company? Like, that's mm. a, we didn't know we needed that. And having okay. our mission statement and our, mm-hmm. our goals for 2025. So really having us um, work as a team and help kind of give us the big picture, or at least for us to think about our big picture. So for us, like those little milestones with her helped us work more like effectively together and help communication within us internally. Mm. So we are a small team of three, and then we have a full-time staff and IT. So it is a small, and an interns. It is a small team, but having our Susanna be part of that and supporting us uh, has been great. So yeah, our vision board, as well as just being at events and being recognized. Like last night, our partners, United Family Hospital, had their uh, one-year anniversary for their um, hospital. And it was just nice to be there and, like, having them be happy to, to see us. And we worked last fall, last January um, with so us there. Was- yeah, and just, like, knowing these relationships and where we were even a year before that uh, makes me feel good. That, like, in the community, we are connected with mm-hmm. the biggest hospital, international hospital in Guangzhou and in Shenzhen and these are our partners and just knowing that we've made those grounds uh, and we are continuously growing. So for me, it's like these small victories that I need to remember when it's like hustles hard. (laughs) What, um, what do you, what does the future hold for global friendship? Like, what do you guys see yourself doing in like five years from now? Do you guys still see yourself running it in China or? Um, I, I mean, we def- we have a vision board of 2029, 20, okay. so that's 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely would like to see GF in mm-hmm. all continents yeah. um, and have at least 10,000 in each continent. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, we've, yeah, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. And this is a, like, I think this is yeah. a life goal for mm-hmm. us yeah, and just yeah. to continue growing mm-hmm. it. Um, for me personally, my husband is from Poland. Um, we've bought a house in Poland mm. and I definitely see myself in Poland mm. in the next five years, um, and trying to grow GF, you know, and trying to grow GF in another, like tweaking it, mm-hmm. because I think that's what it's about. Like we are a community. So in a community, you have to understand like, what are what do people need in the mm-hmm. community, yeah, right? Yeah. And but at the same time, I just I believe so much in the collect collectiveness of humanity. Yeah, that with together we can make great things happen. Bring up like uh, artists out, um, talk about discussions. Let's talk about the issues that are you know present mm-hmm. right now. And that's what I see myself doing mm-hmm. in Poland in the next five years. Mm-hmm. For myself. Yeah, for myself. I mean, yeah, our vision board or like our our goals. But for me, I'd also like to, I I stay here for a bit. Like why I did my master's is because it gives me that flexibility to live wherever. Yeah. I think because at least it's recognized. And I want to see more mental health and more services for English speakers in in China. um, Because resources are 
limited right now, but I believe as more people are coming to the GBA uh, area and as more people are speaking out about their mental health while being away from home, I'd like GF to be more involved with that. Mm. So working alongside hospitals or clinics and doing more around mental health at a professional level, as well as for people to access. So spreading GF into other cities, as well as strengthening the importance of mental health and mental health services. Mm-hmm. So I'll be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I guess I have just a couple of closing questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one is what's the smallest thing that's had the biggest impact on global friendship or on your entrepreneurial journey? Smallest thing. Um, I would say for me, like, even though it's small, sometimes it's just like we literally get so excited still when we're like, we have a new member or like um, people said like they had a good time at the event, you know, like those things still impact us a lot mm-hmm. because that makes us be like, yes, we're, yeah. we're doing something good, you know? And I would, yeah, just, I guess like recognition like but in small scale in terms Mm. of like we're not looking for for because really we're serving our members Mm. so when a member or signs up or they renew their membership or yeah or they're like thank you gf because Mm. you know you helped me that we're like yes this is our mission you know and those are it's small but it's so impactful for us yeah I would, yeah, I would agree. It's about, like, especially uh, new members are always happy and excited mm. when people do leave our events and, like, they, they've met someone that they, like, just really mm. connected with. Like, yeah. that that feels good. That's exactly what we're wanting to do. Yeah. So it just, yeah, when people just talk with one another or um, just what we are looking for, those connections, those happy moments after they leave, those, hey, I left feeling really like thinking about stuff like that's really what we're doing and those are the stuff that like lights us up and keeps us motivated i'd say nice and what so for people coming to guangzhou or to shenzhen like what kind of events do you guys run or what kind of services do you guys provide to help those people out it's a full list. Yeah. I guess under the four, we yeah. have four pillar. Okay. So we have this social pillar and under the social pillar is like networking, mm-hmm. foodie events, a foodie, which is like have a dinner together and, you know, you experience it with other people. Um, social, uh, intercultural mm-hmm. exchanges between like Western and, and the Chinese holidays. Mm-hmm. So we'll do events surrounding that. So that's under the social. Then we have educational, which goes with workshops. So yeah. we have a lot of workshops, personal, uh, pers- development, yeah. professional development, entrepreneur, like mm. opportunities to learn and share. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, educational doc nights as well, yeah. where we screen something and discuss afterwards. Or language courses. Right. Um, and then we'll have the community development, mm-hmm. which is, that's our charity kind of volunteering mm-hmm. sector. So if you want to volunteer in China, you can come to us. And we don't actually just, um, like, we we try to get 
you involved with other things. Like if you want to go into an orphanage, we don't do mm-hmm. it, but we can connect you yeah. to to those who are doing that or seniors. For us, we mainly um, have been involved with the community in Guizhou, which is another province here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been doing, we've been going there for five years to volunteer and we've organized it. Uh, we have our big brother and sister program. Mm-hmm. So similar to things like in Canada, mm-hmm. big brother and sister, just, you know, you have to adjust it here in China. Yeah. And then we have our fourth pillar, which is the services, yeah. which is, Actually, we're going to be starting a series of every month, have some of our partners from our services. So legal, lawyer, uh, sorry, yeah, legal, visa, visa, um, electronic, fixing, yeah, medical. And they will come and meet our members at uh, at a restaurant and they can have like free consultation. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of an event, but it's more for your life services. Mm -hmm. Cool. And would you say the majority of your members are expats or um, local residents? Or how right now, it's like sixty percent local. Uh, sorry, expats and forty percent locals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So we do, like Bob said earlier, not want to mm-hmm. just cater to foreigners or just cater to local, but have a mix. So mm-hmm. I mean, for the services, a lot more expats that need it yeah. or ask for it, but mm. like uh, the locals like our services and yeah. our events, events as well. So it is trying to just balance and get everyone. We would like it half and half, yeah. but for now, it's actually a pretty good, uh, good yeah, good mix. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, so Rico always closes it with, um, "What are three books, podcasts, or you know." YouTube channel or that TV you show see. that uh, like can tell us more about who you guys are. Mm. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> For me, I'm I'm quite like political. <laughs> okay. So I follow Kim Iverson. Okay. It's on YouTube. It's a podcast. Um, she talks about global conflicts. Okay. Uh, I used to watch, not so much anymore, but uh, Democracy Now. Yeah. And I've recently started to, like, in a few months, go back to Canada and watch CBC. (laughs) Just to get, you know, in tune with what's happening in Canada. Because before I didn't. Like, I really was just like... I I wasn't bitter. Maybe I was a little bitter with Canada. I was just like, I want to get out of this, like, like, um society in a way you know but then understanding that we're here and I, and as a Canadian if I want to say I'm a Canadian then I need to know what's up in Canada too right yeah um so yeah so those are the three that I watch on YouTube in terms of getting my news mm-hmm. uh for me I'm self-help reading mental health yeah uh so one channel on YouTube I like also happens to be a Canadian but living in the Netherlands is called Pick Up Line. Pick Up Lime. So she does a lot of just um, hacks or just support or ways to make life balanced. Yeah. Um, I also I'm currently reading um, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Cole. It's just about trauma, mental health, and healing through trauma, more so for informing my practice. So I like mm-hmm. to read. Although, yeah, um, I'm currently doing one-on-one consultations, so I just like to keep up with readings and what's happening. And I just listen to a lot of music. 
cool. as well. So I don't have any one playlist or podcast, but I always like to have that in the background. Music. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, just Spotify. Nice. Thanks, so if people want to get in touch with you or Global Friendship, where do they go? How can they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, so we're like on Facebook, on Instagram, we chat. And I mean, if you are in China, you can actually add us in yeah. chat, like personally. And yeah. we usually do like, like to talk to the people mm-hmm. and let them know what's going on um, and, yeah. and how to guide them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's yeah. Global Friendship China on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah. Thank you for having us. All the way yes. from Ottawa, China. Yeah.